Thank you. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Tiana G, and I am a food addict. I have uh, really been pleased to do service for this meeting. Um, statistics. Uh, I came into program in 1990 at 300 pounds, and I have lost 150 pounds and kept off given age and the medication I'm on most of that, uh, with the exception of a few pounds. Um, I've been a food addict my whole life. I was a chubby kid. I was a overweight teenager. I was uh, a very heavy uh, pregnant person. And uh, my life today, given the uh, relief of the weight um, and the, I worked the steps through the, the Big Book Step Study process, through working the steps where the the, you know, the major recovery for me has been on the emotional and the spiritual side has been through the steps. Um, so I will, I will walk you through my experience. And if you get any kind of strength or hope for yourself from it, uh, I will be uh, extremely grateful to my higher power for letting me do this service tonight. Um, so I, I've given you my statistics. I'm also at this moment, I'm 71 years old. I just retired this past summer. And I am experiencing some new things in my life. I've started recently taking swimming lessons for uh, someone who's never wanted a bathing, to put a bathing suit on. I'm learning how to swim at the Y with a bunch of very young people, but uh, it makes me grateful every time I go to the swimming pool and I am not, uh, I'm not the fattest person in the pool, which used to keep me from getting in the pool uh, when my kids were growing up and I would take them for lessons or to swim, um, it was just I was always ashamed. Shame has been the basis of my emotional state for uh, for as long as I can remember. I'm a middle child, which uh, for other middle children uh, that <laughs> can be meaningful. I have an older sister and a younger sister, and my parents were um, they were both from Europe. My father fought in World War II for the uh, Polish Free Army, and my mother was Sicilian, and they met at the end of the war and went to Argentina to await us coming to the United States. So I was born in Argentina, but I've been here since I was three. And it was during that flight, I, it was a very long flight. We changed planes several times, but I can still remember what I ate on that flight. I was not quite three years old. Um, my father was peeling fruit for me. I can still vividly remember that. And then the first meal that we had in the States, we were with my mother's sister, and she made a very traditional Italian meal that uh, we sat down to eat, my sister and I, and it didn't taste like my mother's. My sister wouldn't have it. So I ate all of mine and all of hers. And uh, looking back, I can't remember a time where I didn't use food to uh, calm myself, to soothe my anger, uh, to mark celebrations, to mark tragedies. Um, through my whole life, food has been, uh, as you as say in a way, it was my friend um, until it wasn't. Um, I didn't speak English till I went to school, so I didn't have a lot of friends. I, I grew up in a very uh, Italian neighborhood in the, I, I live in, in, right now I'm in the outskirts of Boston, but uh, I grew up in a very Italian neighborhood, and um, 
nobody spoke uh, English, the adults, so it was pretty uh, it was pretty easy to get around without having to learn to speak. So I was always very quiet and very shy as I think about going through school, being afraid to ask for things, not knowing the words for them. And I still make mistakes on occasion. My kids tease me. Um, but uh, the language was something I've always uh, appreciated. Uh, when I read the big book or when the serenity prayer is said, I look at those words and they're very meaningful for me, um, especially since I couldn't speak when I really wanted to ask for what I needed very young. Um, so I went, as I said, I went all through high school and uh, getting weighed in grammar school, people close to my age probably have the same experience where they would line us all up and get us on a scale. And then the, uh, they would yell out the weight for somebody would take it down. And I can still remember being so overweight as a kid and um, just being embarrassed, humiliated all the time. I was very active. Um, I always played a sport. I, I lettered in volleyball and um, ran all the time. So my weight was, I was very overweight, but I, it didn't stop me from riding my bike or roller skating. Uh, I just loved moving and I still do. I go to the gym three days a week and, and work out with a bunch of other old people in a group called Silver Sneakers. And uh, the idea of having a body that works today is, uh, is a miracle. Um, staying abstinent became a uh, a goal for the first couple of years I was in program. I first came in in 1985 uh, and I couldn't do it. I kept hearing the word God and could not, uh, I couldn't deal with it. So I went out, I was 250 when I came in and I went back out. I lost about 30 pounds Then I just did not want to deal with the spiritual aspects. And so I, uh, I went back out. And so when I came back uh, as this disease is progressive, I came back at 300 in 1990. And uh, the first meeting I went to, the speaker was talking about how she was uh, denied access to an MRI because she was too fat to fit into the tube. And I started thinking about how horrible that must be. And what if I got sick and I couldn't, I couldn't fit into the tube? I think I was 39 when I came in. Or 40, no, 30. Yeah, I was 39. And um it just panicked me. So I kept coming back. It was the only meeting that one meeting a week I went to uh, It was the only meeting for you know, a couple of months. And um, I finally got a sponsor and that sponsor was, she was uh, very uh, busy. So I would call her at seven minutes. I still remember this seven minutes past nine in the morning, I would give her my food and hang up. And um, so I lost a lot of weight really fast. I gave up flour and sugar and between meal eating immediately. That was something I, I've never gone back to. But I wasn't weighing and measuring, so I wasn't losing weight. And um, I had to change sponsors a couple of times, but when I landed on the sponsor that I had for about 24 years, I think, um, I was doing a fourth step in a, in a non-sanctioned part of OA, which a lot of people have done a way of life uh, study of the steps. And uh, I had written, I'm a writer by trade, so I had written uh, about 90 pages in a fourth step. And she looked at me horrified. She said, oh, my God, I can't hear all that. She said, just tell me one thing that's in there that you're most ashamed of, and uh, we'll call it, you know, we'll call it a, uh, a day. And so I said to her, I'm not weighing and measuring my food. 
which wasn't in that fourth step. But the minute I got honest with her, I was able to uh, move beyond the food. Um, and that was uh, back in 1994. Uh, I got to go late within months um, and I've stayed pretty much within a range. Um, I, in the middle of doing my fourth step, um, like I said, shame was my emotional base. I left my husband and my, my kids were in their 20s at that point, and I moved out and have uh, been on my own since. The, the life that I was living just didn't feel real to me. And once you do the fourth step, I know it's, uh, it's a, a really hard thing to look at yourself with that kind of a scrutiny. Um, but I did go into therapy and uh, just went to four or five meetings a week and, and dealt with it. I, I dealt with it, which is the thing that this program has given me is the tools to deal with life, um, no matter how crazy it gets or how sad or lonely or um, all, all of the work that we do when we examine ourselves and become self-aware, uh, to me, it, it all benefited me. Um, I have a very close relationship with my ex-husband. We share three kids and five grandchildren and spend a lot of time together. So it's, it's kind of, um, it's, like, it's like a hopeful in this program that when you make moves in your life, no matter what it, whether it's a job or a location or a relationship, if you do it with God and a sponsor and the steps, uh, it's, you've got to trust that it's the right move. And that's been shown to me many, many times. Um, I have a great sponsor now who's a real stickler, uh, which I needed. Uh, when I went into relapse in ooh, maybe 2014, um, I was in a relationship and I was uh, kind of living in that space where things are just good enough. Uh, and uh, I started to eat out a lot with this partner and we went to on vacations together but he lived overseas so I only had to deal with having someone in my life a couple of months a year which which suited me just fine but I did lose the weighing and measuring part of my abstinence so I gained a lot of weight back and when um, I realized really I couldn't do that I could not live with a, as they call it a belly full of program uh, there's just no way to get happy or contented or back on keel without going back to a very strict program, which I did. Um, and I have been on that one ever since. My, um, my food plan has really had cancer back in 2019 and uh, went through all of that abstinently with calling my sponsor every single day and her saying, how do you feel? What are you going to eat? Because uh, there was, I wasn't feeling well. And every single day I would make the decision to do what I was told. And I was told what foods to keep on hand. And, you know, we adjusted for texture. There's so much with uh, uh, what happens in your, in your mouth that nothing tastes right or feels right. And I went through all of that abstinently. And I, I couldn't really believe it when I got to the other end of all the treatment to, to realize that I could get through anything. I could get through it. There was never a reason to eat. Um, there's adjustments and there's uh, working with a sponsor, but never a reason to say screw it and, and eat. And that's, it's been a while since um, 
since I've even really thought about it. I forget that I have, I forget that I have had cancer and um, gone through the physical, uh, the physical manifestations of having my body change. My hair all fell out. So I used to have a lot of hair and now it's pure white. And um, I look in the mirror and I almost don't recognize myself on occasion. Uh, but I just look in and I, and I get grateful. Thank you, God, is my default. I use the third step prayer a lot. It's my morning prayer. I ask God for help to get me through a day. I take sponsee calls first thing every morning. And, um, um, and I call my sponsor. I have committed meetings. Uh, if I miss a meeting for some reason, uh, I have to make it up, and it's an, it's it's something that I've always done in programs, but I still do because I'm still an addict. I still want to default to my old. It'll be okay. It doesn't make any difference. Kind of thinking like, what difference does it make? It's just me. And now that the the me that I sort of appreciate to uh, sort of I'm already qualifying it, but the me that I appreciate that's come through all of this stuff that I've come through um, abstinently uh, is worth it. It's worth the, the uh, boundary that I set for myself. It's worth saying, no, you don't need that. Thank you, God, that's not my food. Or, you know, when I go and I say, no, thank you, uh, you know, it doesn't really, it's, it's okay. It's all okay. I go to a, a writing group uh, once a month and the people, the other people always snack. And somebody said to me the other day, you never eat anything uh, when, when we're here. You, and I drink the wine or any of that. And I said, no, I'm, I'm good. And uh, uh, it baffles people. But it's my way of keeping healthy emotionally, spiritually. If you trust and rely that it's going to be okay to be different or to stand out. Um, you know, when I go to a restaurant and I have to ask, you know, I have to ask what's in something or, you know, there's always, I've always got a question for the waitress. My family is totally cool with it. And I have uh, nieces in their thirties who've never seen me at 300 pounds. And my grand, my grandkids, um, they've never seen me that, that weight. They've only known me in program. And the fact that I have a good relationship with my three kids and my, all my grandchildren, um, i one of them is 16 now, and uh, he's uh, starting to get his driver's license, and he can't wait. And we go, we have lunch dates together, and he fills me in on what his life looks like. And it just blows my mind sometimes. I'm so grateful to have these, these people in my life that trust me with their, their teenage stuff. Um, it, it just there's so much goodness, uh, despite the, the getting old and uh, – you know, I live in an over 55 community and I'm grateful for my health when I look at all the people around me who are with walkers or having knee replacements. And I know that if that's down the road for me, then that's God's will, not mine. Um, so I, I mind, you have five minutes left. Oh, thank you. I was beginning to wonder. Um, I worked the steps through the process. Um, and I think whether you do the big book step study process or you work with a sponsor, doing the steps in a thorough manner really makes a huge difference. And it's not just, um, it's, it's, it's the boundaries that we put around our relationships. Like when you, when you look at the, the inventory that you write for step four, one of the parts of that is there's a sex inventory and you look at all your past relationships, but 
at the same time that you're looking at your past, you're planning your future. You're looking at relationships saying, hmm, is this selfish? Am I being dishonest here? Am I eliciting jealousy? Like, what do my relationships look like? And that goes for all our relationships, um, not just romantic relationships. So it's a way, it really is a blueprint for living for me. Um, I'm working with someone while going through the steps, and that's the place she's at right now, which is why it's so clearly on my mind. And it's such a joy to watch people get recovery. And for me, another word for recovery, which we talk about, is healing. Like, I want to heal the scars that are left over from having a, I had a um, a rough childhood. My father died when I was seven. My mother was pregnant, didn't speak English. I mean, everything about my childhood has been, um, when I look back, it's been good and bad, but I can just keep moving forward and I've healed healing from that. Still talk about it when it comes up. This is a, uh, a difficult time of year for me because it's all the anniversaries of the deaths and birthdays. And I'm reminded of uh, these people in my life, but always with a, a nod to the healing. So I will, um, I will stop there. I am grateful to be asked to do service. Um, and if anybody is thinking about um thinking about uh, getting into the program or doing the steps or getting a sponsor, which is a critical, critical piece of this program. We're not alone. We are a community. We are a fellowship. And we have a covenant with each other that we'll be there if you need us. Um, I will give you my phone number at the end of the, of the share here. But um, having a busy, healthy life is part of the promises. Uh, in, in ways I never thought I'd have enough money to retire or be healthy enough to go swimming or to, to do cardio and sweat. I never thought that was possible before I got into program. And looking back, it is really uh, a lifesaver in ways that you can't imagine as you're, if you're in the food. Give it a try. It really is worth it. And there's so much support and nobody's going to charge you for it. So uh, thank you for asking me to share, and I look forward to hearing what other people uh, are sharing this evening as well. Thank you.